This is an ABC podcast. I've missed this. Oh my God, I've missed. Do you know what? We've been listening to so much music over the summer, and that's the track that I miss the most. <laughs> I'm like, why wasn't that number one in the hottest 100? Slay the Boots House down. Stop. Mama. Stop. No, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Pip's been living on TikTok, as per usual. Yeah, it's been a summer of screens for me. But it's also- been a summer of not screens for me. I had a full digital detox. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I feel really good. Good for you. I've got a new brain. I feel worse than ever. <laughs> anyway, we are back. For the first episode of the year for the hookup. Yeah. We're so excited. We've missed you so much. I know. And so much has been going on. And in fact, we wanted to put it out to you to figure out what's been happening for your hot, wet summer, for your sexy little lives. And um, you came back with an overwhelming response. And that's what we're going to address today in this episode. A lot of you are in friends with benefits. Or you were DMing us to find out how exactly you can get into one. I just feel like so many people I know have friends with benefits and it's either resulted in long-term relationships or it's gone pretty badly. So I just want to know if people can actually have a friends with benefits relationship and stay friends and for everything to be fine. That's Mia. And yeah, as you heard, she got in touch because she is so dead keen to explore this type of relationship. So in this episode, we're going to answer all of your questions if you're just like her and you want to find out how exactly it works and uh, whether or not it's actually possible to have a successful one because I'm not convinced. I keep saying to Pip that I think that like, Someone always catches feelings. I just don't understand how you can have sex for so long and someone doesn't get attached to the other person. Well, I'm going to try and convince you by the end of this ep that it is possible. So stick around. Okay, so as we were saying before, we had such an overwhelming response to this topic and so many of you were like, I swear this fails, like on your life. And to be honest, it was kind of aggressive. I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. Fine. I felt attacked. I hear you. So many of you are like, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. we appreciate the warning. Like, <laughs> that's why we're so lucky to have you is you will tell us about your experiences and be like, no, seriously, learn from this. Which, by the way, if you're not already following our Instagram, this is how we speak to a lot of you. You can find us at, at Triple J, the hookup. Go like, subscribe, DM us. What are you, a YouTuber? Yeah, <laughs> like, like tell, tell us how much you love us. Jeez. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, so we obviously had a lot of people saying boo that and giving us actual warnings. Um, but then, D, we also had so many stories on the other side of people saying it was like the best, hottest sex that they've had and it totally works. And sometimes you can even end up in a relationship. Yeah, which isn't the goal. We'll no. talk about that. But yeah, you will hear about all of these stories. But before we deep dive into how to get there, let Let's start off by, you know, getting a very clear definition of what Friends with Benefits actually is. We're looking for someone that we have a genuine friendship and connection with, someone that we actually like as a person. They aren't just sexually attractive to us, but they're someone we want to spend time with. We want to explore maybe some of the elements of a romantic relationship without diving headfirst into that full commitment. That's Lauren Bradley. You've probably heard her in a few other episodes before. She's a sex and relationship therapist. And yeah, basically she's saying that it's not the same as a fuck buddy or someone that you have casual sex with. The, the 2 a.m. you up type vibe. <laughs> the sneaky link. The sneaky link. Yeah, it's something that you actually invest into like a friendship. A friends with benefit requires attention. It's still a relationship, even though it's just friends with benefits. Whereas casual sex, you might just see for one night. You might not invest more than just a little bit of fun with. And then you might disconnect and not invest in that relationship any further. 
if you're listening right now and you're like, okay, but why would I pursue a friends with benefit type situation when I could just have casual sex or just hit up people and dating apps and that works for me if I'm not looking for a committed relationship? But there's actually a lot of benefits from having sex with a friend. Yeah, I mean, one of which being that you can kind of dip your toe into a really safe space of like exploring yourself sexually because you're with a friend who you trust and you can kind of communicate with. So basically, if you have like mad social anxiety... Shout out Gen Z. (laughs) This might be for you. It's a training ground. It's the perfect environment to explore what you like, what you don't like with someone that you can communicate well with, that you connect with, that you trust to share this experience with you. And I think too that you don't actually even need chemistry. Sometimes a friends with benefit can be someone that you fumble around with, that you actually just explore what doesn't work. You can actually use them as a training ground together to say something feels good, something doesn't feel good. Um, but yeah, of course, having a bit of spark, a bit of fun, a bit of sexual chemistry is an added bonus. And you won't know that until you try. You need to be able to have that communication to say, oh, actually, this isn't quite right for me. Maybe we'll try something else. It might not be the person. It might just be the sexual activities that you're practicing. that might not be quite right for you both. And that's why this is such a great opportunity because you can try things and you can learn within that supported environment. She's so good. It's like a warm hug. I know. Mm-hmm. I love her. Oh, wait, this is on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, we're kind of at the point, I feel like, Pip, when we speak to so many people about relationships, like everyone's a Yeah. <laughs> everyone's open. Yeah. We're seeing like so much diversity in relationships. So it's like, why not just chuck a friends with benefits in the mix? You don't have to fit into the box anymore. You can actually find a situation that fits you and your needs sexually, friendship-wise, romantically, and also that fits into your lifestyle. So being able to have someone that's a friends with benefits, that's a condition that you set with them, that you share, that's casual, that allows you to be you without the commitment, gives a lot of freedom, a lot of flexibility for someone to start to experiment, to explore what they need without locking themselves into a long-term contract. What I love about this is it kind of reminds me of that analogy. Have you heard about clothes where people are trying to reverse the narrative and be like, you shouldn't be trying to fit into your clothes. Your clothes should actually just fit into you. Do you know what I mean? Lose, oh, lose weight, weight to get diet, into it, yeah. And because it's like, well, no, actually, that's not the point. Like your your clothes are just meant to fit you and your lifestyle. You shouldn't have to change so much about yourself to do it the other way around. Like that's what I was reminded of when she was saying this, actually. True, because if you are at a point in your life where that's probably the best kind of relationship to put on clothing-wise. Exactly. It's like lean into it. Try it on. Also, we're just busy, busy, busy people, you know? We've got stuff to do. We can't, you know, maybe we don't want to commit to something romantically. There's so much going on at this age. There's so much. I know. You could be out of school. You could be at uni. You could be, like, studying something else. You could be at work. Like, you could be traveling, meeting new friends, moving to a new city. Like, there's so much happening that a relationship, like a committed one, is just not for you. Yeah. We've spoken about the benefits, we've spoken about the rewards, but this is a balanced podcast. We are the ABC. We are the ABC. We cannot be biased. We are trustworthy, factual, so therefore we've got to talk about the risks. And there are quite a few. So I had two friends with benefit situations, actually. Uh, Both of them did not work out. That's Sam. And yeah, she had such a wild time trying on this friends with benefits thing in her friendship circle. And one of the guys she tried this with has now turned into like an acquaintanceship. I feel like pretty much always someone will have feelings, whether they admit it or not. With the acquaintanceship guy, um, 
basically he had feelings for me, but he hadn't told me. Like I didn't know this. Um, and he was really good at sort of hiding it. Um, and basically he kind of used that friends with benefits situation as a way to sort of try and jumpstart something without really admitting it to me. So it was this awkward place in the end where sort of he started suggesting dating more and more, like kind of joking about it and stuff. And then kind of had this like attitude, like, you know, that I'm in the friend zone attitude. Um, it was like taking what you could get basically. And so it was just kind of an awkward thing when it got to that point and just sort of fizzled out. We just kind of do that awkward, like, Hey, how are you going? And then we should meet up sometime and hang out. And then we don't, it's just awkward. I feel like a lot of people do this where they agree to a friends with benefits dynamic, maybe unconsciously, but like on some level hoping that it'll turn into something more. Mm. In this scenario, who def- he definitely did it consciously, which is even more annoying for her because it's like, well, great, now I'm going to lose this friendship when we part our ways. Yeah, and I feel like that's when I think that it inevitably always fails. Yeah, and if you're that person that's hoping for a relationship, you might try and change the dynamic and go, I don't know, try and get them to go out more on dates or treat them like a partner. Mm. And the other person might be like, no, 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 no. That's not what I signed up for. Yeah, they're like, let's go to this fancy dinner with roses. And you're like, no, 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 no. No, this totally happened to Chelsea. She actually reached out and she said that like this happened where they started like lingering and blurring those lines between like boyfriend, girlfriend material. And it really put her off trying friends with benefits forever. I was seeing somebody and we were regularly seeing each other as friends with benefits and I ended up getting feelings. I thought I'd be open and honest and tell them that I developed feelings for them and they said they weren't interested, which was fine. Um, But they continued uh, seeing me and only seeing me and treating me very much like a girlfriend whilst I was still dating other people to try and keep myself from developing feelings and basically just ended up in this huge fight with them gaslighting me into thinking I was imagining them treating me like I'm their girlfriend. So don't recommend. Yes, so many of you messaged us about this saying that you're convinced it's not possible because you or the other person always caught feelings. And I, I agree. I just don't. I've been, I've been like yelling at Pip all week when we've been like planning this topic because I just don't see how someone cannot catch feelings. Maybe it's just me. No, I do agree with you. I've had this chat with so many dudes and I'm like, I could never have a sexual encounter with someone without feeling some kind of emotion. Like you can't call sex like an emotionless act. Mm. And the dudes that I have spoken to are like, yeah, nah, I can fuck something and just not even think about it and not even process it, which is so weird to me. Completely. And something that always comes to mind is we did an episode a couple of years ago with renowned anthropologist Helen Fisher. And it's just stuck in my brain because she said, like, you cannot have casual sex with some without someone just hormonally, the chemicals in your brain, like forming some sort of connection or attachment to that person. Any kind of sexual stimulation of the genitals um, triggers the dopamine system in the brain and can push you over that threshold into falling in love with that person. And in fact, with orgasm, there's a real flood of oxytocin and vasopressin, other chemicals in the brain associated with the feeling of deep attachment. So casual sex is really never casual. Yeah, and Lauren totally agrees. The science does not lie. You get a big rush of chemicals and hormones in your brain that create connection. We are designed to be attracted to people and to stick with people that we sexually mate with. Biologically, there's a part there that does create that attraction and those feelings. Whether you decide that that should involve romantic 
and long-term commitments is up to you. It is a complex thing to like have this relationship dynamic. And um, Lauren actually says to kind of like mitigate the risk of falling in love while having sex with a friend, you really just need to be on the same page from day dot. If one person is saying they want to be friends with benefits because the other person isn't interested and that's their concession, then there's a mismatch in terms of your goals and intentions. And then you're not being truly authentic with that person about what you need. And then that's not really a fair and even relationship. So it can be risky if you both want different things out of the situation. That's why constant communication is important because your needs might change as you go through this. You might start out thinking this person's a great friend. We're just going to have some sex. This is fun. And then you might start to develop some interest and you need to clearly communicate that things are starting to change and open up a discussion to see where they're at in that situation too. So what Lauren actually brought up just then, we're going to address it very soon about how things can change and how somebody might actually want to develop the relationship further Stay with us. That's coming up very soon. But for now, I think we just want to emphasize that you can like over communicate. Like don't ever make an assumption about this friends with benefits situation because it's not going to end well if you are just not on the same page. Definitely. If you're feeling something that's shifted, you might feel like awkward about bringing it up. But it only we've been hearing it only leads to things getting really messy. There is also the danger I want to talk about this. There is the danger of losing that friendship, which Big if time. you're really good friends in the, to begin with, like that shit hurts. Like this is what happened to Sam with her best mate who she had a benefit thing going on with. But basically it all fell apart when he got a new partner. He ended up getting a new partner and I ended up being blocked off the face of the earth. Um, it wasn't really his choice. Um, and it's devastating, but I do kind of understand like, you know, he was looking for a relationship um, and he did end up getting into a relationship and I sort of was backing off anyway a little bit because he was kind of had this awkward thing starting where he was like oh I don't know if I should be talking to you like I I can hang out with you today but I don't want to hang out too long because my partner will get upset and I at first thought she knew but I ended up finding out that he actually hadn't told her so I was like in an awkward spot because I really wanted to keep the friendship but I wanted him to be honest with his partner but I knew that he was kind of doing the wrong thing by his partner. I didn't think it was right to not be honest with her. Um, so I was kind of backing off. But when he did, you know, tell her the truth, obviously that made it worse. It's pretty devastating because he was my best friend. He was an amazing friendship. I, I get sad about it every time I think about it. That breaks my heart so much because I can completely relate to what she's going through. Maybe not to the extent of like best friend, mm. but I had a friends with benefits thing with a guy who lived in a different state because we never got to see each other. When we did, we would like hook up and we had this really beautiful friendship. We would call each other, but it was very like platonic. We both knew that we didn't want to be in a relationship because it would be too hard. But yeah, basically that was on and off for years until he got like a long-term serious girlfriend and then completely just turned to radio silence. Like I would message him, not hear from him. He basically just ghosted me and I've like lost the friendship. And obviously I don't know what has been discussed between both of them, but I feel like she is the reason. Maybe this is why you're so anti-friends with benefits because you obviously have a personal stake in this. Oh my God, that's why? Yeah, this is the trauma. Are you my therapist? Yes. No, actually Lauren is. (laughs) Lauren. Love her. Lauren. Oh, yeah. So speaking of like the future partners, you know, Lauren reckons that they should just be more open-minded about this. And I think you and I both agree, like 
People have sexual histories and that's okay. And you know what? Lauren even said that they should be thankful for your contribution to their partner's life. Going into a new relationship shouldn't have to mean that you cut off everyone from your past and your history. Your new partner should be able to accept that you come with that history and that history makes you who you are and that person's helped you to become this romantic partner that's fully fledged, that knows their way around the bedroom, that knows their way around someone's heart, that knows how to be a good friend and that they've taught you these things. But it can be really heartbreaking when people won't accept that someone might come with someone that has history. And it can sever ties, but I really hope that people would be more open-minded to having these kinds of people in their life as well. Once again, Dee, you are the foster girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, we- you are shaping, building, making the boy good, and then he moves on. We've spoken about this before on the podcast about being a foster girlfriend and basically you're the person who like is in a situation ship and they're like, I don't want a relationship and you do everything girlfriendy or boyfriendy or whatever and then they get a serious partner straight after you and you're like I did that yeah like you molded them to be the best version of themselves and then they're like deuces (laughs) wheels up king bye (laughs) it's actually so annoying but I do get like I understand like a new partner being like wary of it especially if they're like hey by the way I had a friends with benefits with my friend I'd still Mm. like to be their friend naturally you want it like you're going to be suspicious about it you're going to be a little bit like okay would they start hooking up again yeah but you just need to be the mature person in this and hopefully your partner is legit and you trust them and you believe them but it is tough we probably need to do a whole episode on insecurity in relationships yeah, like jealousy, insecurity. Yeah, yeah I think Stay it's tuned. a big thing. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. Anyway, back to this episode. <laughs> yes, we spoke to this guy, Tony, and you and I are obsessed with him. He just had the most articulate way of describing his friends with benefit uh, experiences. And he said that he's convinced that there's a 90-day limit on every relationship. Like he calls it the 90-day free it's trial. It's a full thesis. Oh, no, totally. He's about to do his master's on it. Yeah. You sign up for the tr- the free trial. It's 90 days. And then it will break down in one of three ways. There's three outcomes. One is during the 90 days, you decide you don't like each other anymore and it, it all falls apart. You hit the 90 days and it's like, look, I like you as a person, but I can't see this going any further. So then it transitions back to a friendship or you wind up in a bit of a situation ship where it's like, I'm not ready to call you my girlfriend, but you're the only one I'm seeing. And it always winds up in one of those three paths. Like I've never had a prolonged friends with benefits. 90 days seems to be the cutoff. Tony is onto something. Yeah. And we talked to him about this and we were like, why, how are you so wise? And he was like, I go to therapy. I was like, oh, slay. King. (laughs) Okay. So if you're totally not scared off by this (laughs) and you're like, no, PFD, I still really want to try friends with Benny. Love that. Friends with Benny. We're going to write that down. TM. Friends with Benny. Are you friends with Benny? Are you friends with Benny? It's really casual. Like I could see myself saying it at a party. It sounds like a brunch order. Yeah, you're friends with Benny. Friends with Benny. Oh, maybe it's like a a club. It could be a bar. Oh, it could be. Friends with Benny. It's a lifestyle. (laughs) It's not just a place. It's a way of life. It's a being. It's a state of mind. Friends with Benny. Stop. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways. (laughs) How do you begin to even have that conversation? Like, How do you tell a friend, hey, I find you mildly attractive. And I kind of want to. Fuck. But like not attractive enough to date. But like we're not gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's Lauren. 
Well, most good relationships start with good communication and you should be able to say to your friend, this is something I'm interested in. You should be able to openly communicate with them about how you're feeling and what your intentions are. There's a high chance if this person is right for this situation, you're probably already doing that. You might be talking to them about your love interests. They might be sharing their expeditions with you. And then you can start to talk about what it would look like to have that together, to share that experience. It kind of sounds like you shouldn't even try this with someone unless you can have like one of those conversations, real conversations. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't just do it with like a semi-friend acquaintance. Like maybe you need a bit more trust and love in that situation. Well, that's the whole benefit part, right? It's Mm. being able to feel really safe with that person to explore who you are. Yeah. Um, So therefore, when you do want to date someone else properly, you have like all the confidence in the world because you're like, my friend backs me. Yes. They said I'm great in bed. Oh, my God. Do you know I what love I mean? this. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, also Lauren said that you really just need to lay down some ground rules. You definitely need to consider what happens outside of the relationship. Are you allowed to see other people? Are you allowed to date friends? Are you allowed to have romantic partners? And what happens if you start to see people outside of the relationship and then develop romantic feelings for them? It can be really complex to manage multiple relationships at one point. But it can be done. Certainly there are a lot of communities out there that do manage these kinds of complex relationships with different people. Yeah, so when we're talking to you about it on Instagram, a lot of you said that it can work, but one of the biggest tips that you had was definitely talk about the rules. And Jane DM'd us about this. She's all about the rulemaking. She's in a Friends of Benefit right now. So I met this person on Hinge. They weren't friends beforehand. Um, We hung out a couple of times and we both decided that Suppose we're both busy with like work and study commitments. Not sure how long we're both going to be in Townsville. So we decided instead of starting a relationship, we'd just do a friends with benefits. So yeah, it's been going really good. I think at the start, we were both really said that we weren't interested in a relationship. So that was clear from the start. There wasn't one of us who was maybe interested in something more and one who wasn't. We both said we weren't interested in something serious. Um, and we've also both been actively seeing other people, which I've found really helpful. So I'm definitely one of those people that once I get to know someone and once I start sleeping with them, I tend to fall for them. But seeing other people actively as well has made a really big difference to avoiding those feelings. Other than that, like we do hang out outside of sex, but we don't have the same friendship group. So that's another big one, I think. Yeah, and to add on to this, Lauren says that you should also kind of draw up like a contract at the start just to make sure that you're prepared for anything that might change along the way. And trust and believe. Things will change. Yeah, it's all about the contracting at the start. So being able to say to your friends with benefit, this is the plan for what we're doing. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a weekend only. I'm going to be your festival partner. We're going to have a great time. Wear the matching costumes. You need to be really clear about what it's going to be so that you can know what will happen if these things eventuate. So being really clear in that contracting mode at the start of this relationship is really important so that you know if someone finds a partner that you will pause or that you will communicate with this new partner that you have someone on the side until it becomes serious. That all needs to be part of the guidelines that you get yourself into at the start. So make sure you know all the rules, boundaries, and your exit strategy. Mm. Because it's probably going to end at one point, right? Like you said, Pip. 90 days. (laughs) 90 days according to Tony. TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you want to know that exit strategy because you want to be able to get out and be like, well, the contract, we said that this was going to happen. There's no surprises. There's no lock-ins. And yeah, we had like actually a lot of advice from you saying that you should actually hate your friends with benefit a little bit, which I found so funny, Dee. I kind of get that. 
Like, I feel like you need to low-key find them a bit annoying. Mm. Or they need to give you they need to give you the ick in some way. So you're <laughs> like, I know that I won't fall for you. Which I I know what you mean. I kind of agree too. It's kind of weird though, isn't it? It's like frenemies with benefits. Oh. I love that. Frenemies with benefits. Frenemies with benefits. That's next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> I would say like the ultimate friends of benefit being that I had absolutely no interest in it being anything else because um, they kind of really annoyed me. But the sex was really good. Yeah, so Trav is a huge <laughs> fan of the frenemies with benefits. I also just love that he was like, the sex was just so good, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I hate you, but I love you. I feel like we've covered so much, Pip, but mm. before we piss off, we need to talk about the fact that this can be really, really beautiful. There's so many success stories. And yes, it can absolutely work, even though I've been saying it absolutely can't. But um, no, we heard from so many of you. And Billy was someone who was like, I'm a huge fan. It definitely can work. So we were actually friends to begin with. And we went away on a trip with a bunch of mates, ended up uh, sleeping together one night. And then I messaged him and I was like, hey, like, would you be interested in something a bit casual? We just both gotten out of serious relationships in the past year, so we knew we didn't want anything serious. So we were quite easy that we were able to separate the you know, sexual part of our relationship, and that was a private thing for us. And then when we were together with you know, our other mates and things, we were just went back to that like friend's lens, I guess. But, yeah, I think it's totally possible as long as you're super clear from the beginning and just have, like, check-ins and communications throughout the whole time. I can't believe we did this whole episode without mentioning the movie Friends with Benefits. I mean, how old is that movie? Like a It's decade? really old. It's a good movie. But yeah. the thing is, is like I feel like with so many rom-coms in Hollywood, it kind of creates this idea that there's always going to be a happy ending, mm. which we talk about a lot on The Hookup. But I just, I feel like you might watch that and be like, that's why I, that's why I need a friends with benefits. That's what I want. That's what I want. Like, look how great it ended up for them. And I, you know, we cannot recommend enough that you don't go into a friends with benefits expecting or wanting a relationship. Like we've spoken about this and how messy it can get. But we can't not say that for a lot of you, you did end up catching feelings at the same time and ended up falling in love and being in a relationship. So we kind of moving back and forth between Anglesey and London and just it kept going and it was all very healthy and we were very honest about, you know, we didn't want a relationship at the time. But then I think it took about a year until he first said to me that he thought maybe he was falling in love with me. And um, I said the same. So we have been together for about two years now. I kind of, I had felt for a little bit, I think, I knew that maybe I was catching feelings and I didn't want to jump the gun. I didn't want to be the first one to say it because I didn't want to, A, sort of spoil the friends with benefits that was going really well or spoil the friendship if he didn't feel the same. So I think I was always going to wait for him to say something. And I kind of had accepted that if he didn't feel the same way, we could easily still be friends. I would be okay with sort of sitting on those feelings and just being great friends if it didn't. But yeah, thankfully um, he felt the same way and very happy ending. Okay, Dee, are you a changed woman? Have you changed your mind about friends with benefits? Yeah, I really like the part that Lauren spoke about where you can learn stuff. Mm. I feel like if you are like not ready for a relationship, maybe you're a bit nervous. Um, maybe over the lockdowns and COVID and stuff, you just have you feel like you're anxious and you haven't had much experience in dating and you want to just kind of like trial before you really put yourself out there I feel like for me having a friends with benefit is like such a great idea to do that and build confidence yeah I completely agree there was something like so nice about the intimacy aspect that she mentioned in that and 
yeah, if you have the right person in your life and you can just like be open and honest about it, like why not give it a go? And DM us. Let us know how it went. Let us know how it went. (laughs) Um, You can find us at Triple J The Hookup. And like every episode, it always comes from you. So we want to hear your ideas, your stories, your topic suggestions. Maybe there's someone that you really, really want us to interview. Yes. Send them through um, at Triple J The Hookup. Or you can email us, um, thehookup at abc.net.au. Yay. Okay. We love you. So good to be back. Bye. Bye.